All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so today's topic. Today's topic. Um, how to have bigger ideas. Do me a favor. Do me a favor in the chat. Put the big idea that you have in the chat. What is your big idea? What is your big idea? Put it in the chat. What is your big idea? What's the big idea? Okay, okay. That's a big outcome. A million in a day. It's a big outcome. But what's the big idea? What's the big idea? I, I just want to see. Just see kind of like what level, what level we're on in terms of thought. Beauty supply franchise. Good, good. To empower youth around the world through dance. I love it. Uh, oh, happy birthday, Nella. Just saw that. Nationwide laundry on the way. All right. Okay. Okay. A brand that inspires globally, creating a fitness empire, multimedia studio for independent broadcasting, my family taken care of. Okay. Uh, host a free webinar. Host a free webinar. That's the big idea. We want a big idea. Okay. 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 All right. Cool. Now, we all put in the chat what the big idea is. Now, double it. Double it. What would be the double of that big idea? So, some of you say, yo, to do a webinar. Well, the big idea is to do two webinars. Is that as big as we see? Let's double it. Let's double it. Some of you say, y'all want to have a franchise. Well, that means we have two franchises. Let's double it. I don't know what what is what does double it look like? What does double it look like? Wealthy Haiti then. Okay. Ooh, a wealthy Haiti. Okay. Inspiring aliens. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> 15 total, 20 marketplaces. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I really, 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 really want to see how big you think. And you should want to see how big you think, too. So I don't have a whole lot of time this morning, but I do want to talk about um, how to have a big idea. Big success is coming from big ideas. Let's think about some people that you know who have named name the people that you can think of who have the biggest ideas, whether it's people that you know, people that you don't know. Who are some big thinkers? They just got big ideas. Kanye. Call them crazy. But people who think so big are often going to be called crazy. Elon Musk, the audacity of this man. Elon, he sees it so big. Jay-Z, Diddy, got it, got it. I don't know who Jeff is, but Jeff, LeBron James, Bezos, Bezos. So some of us probably would have never, ever thought Amazon. The only difference between you, oh, Jeff was the Jeff. Okay, gotcha. The only difference between you and Jeff is he thought a little bigger. If somebody here has a, a retail store, a local retail store, the only difference between you and Jeff Bezos is he just thought a little bigger. It's not like there's like different, like they have a different ability. And I'm, I'm giving this call. And when I was preparing the call, I was preparing it for me, not you. Okay. Because I don't, my ideas aren't nearly as big as they should be. Full transparency. My ideas 
aren't nearly as big. And some of y'all, shouts out to y'all. Y'all put my name in the chat. But my ideas aren't nearly as big. And I'm trying to expand my thinking. So as I'm putting this, this conversation together, now I think a little bigger than I used to think. Um, obviously, when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, I had to see it a little bigger. I remember talking to one of my mentors. And I told him, he said, what's the goal? I said, I want to have, a, I want to, I want to have my clothing, my t-shirt brand in one store in every major city in the country. My big goal, every major city in the country. How many major cities we got? Let's just say 50. Let's say 50. And let's say that, um, and this ain't like, I wasn't saying I want to have it in every Macy's in the country or every Foot Locker in the country. I'll just say, saying I want to have my shirts in a store in every major city in the country. Now, check this out. I'm just going to do some quick math real quick. I had a store in Atlanta where they average selling maybe one shirt a day. If I was to duplicate that, I would sell 50 t-shirts a day. Now, check this out. 50 t-shirts every single day. If they're selling the t-shirts for $25, that's $1,250 a day. That's good. The problem is I don't get the whole 25. Out of the 25, it's costing me $7 to print the shirt. Meaning I have $18 profit. Typically, when I go in and negotiate with the store, I'm giving them 50%. So we would have to subtract from the $18 profit. They get nine, I get nine. Typically, if we're doing consignment. It's even worse if they buy it up front because if they buy it up front, because they're going to sell it for $25, I was selling them the shirts for, for uh, $12. But check this out. If I'm selling a store, a shirt for $12 that costs me seven, I make $5 profit. Meaning if I'm selling one shirt every single day in 50 stores, if I have $5, I will make $250 a day. $250 a day. If the store is open typically six days, if they're like these small boutiques, well, let's just say seven days, $250 a day times seven days is $1,750 a week times 52 weeks. It's $91,000 a year. I didn't even see how my big idea wasn't even six figures. 91,000. Profit. I, didn't, I just didn't see it big enough. And my mentor said to me, that's it. When I told him, he didn't even go through the numbers and all that. Like, I was like, y'all want to have my clothes and a major store, a store in every major city in the country. He said, that's it. Immediately, he said, that's it. Really? Why not Macy's where they have stores everywhere? Why not global distribution?" Why don't, why don't you see it? And I argued with him. And I said, well, I don't want Macy's because I want it to be, uh, I want it to be somewhat exclusive. And I go through this whole presentation of how Macy's, they sell brands that die. You know what I mean? It's not like I want my joint to be boutique, fashion. I just, I was, and I was fighting against a big idea. 
because my ideas are so small. <laughs> you ever find yourself fighting against a big idea? But you think in your head that your ideas are so big, you can't even expand it. But being around that conversation long enough, it starts to expand and start to expand and start to expand. And then I started seeing a little bigger. Let me get to my, let me get to my presentation of my notes, okay? Here's what I do know. Your hands, and this is a bar, this is a bar. Your hands will not produce anything bigger than what's in your head. Your hands will not produce anything bigger than what's in your head. It's not like your hands will go make you, like your ability is going to make you a millionaire if your mind doesn't see million. Your mouth may see it, meaning you can say, I want to make a million dollars. But in your mind, you don't believe it. The idea that you're working on isn't even big enough for your hands to go out and produce it. So I need us to understand that. We have to think a little bigger. We have to make the idea a little bigger. Just throw it in the chat real quick. If you realize through this last three minutes of conversation that the idea that you put in the chat is just not big enough. For who you are, for one, I need you to understand that you are a queen, you are a king, you are royalty. Would a king or a queen, would their big idea be six figures? Like, I'm talking about like a king or a queen. I'm talking about royalty. Prince, Prince Diana, Princess Diana. Like, I'm talking about the queen of England. <laughs> it's not, it's like past money at this point. I would say, hey, I want to make some money. So, it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Got a financial goal, so I think a good idea is to launch a, a podcast challenge. Well, my goal, and I didn't, I didn't even see it this way, but I am so I'm mission driven right now. I truly believe that everybody needs to start a podcast, everybody. And I speak with conviction and I'm on a mission to help a thousand people create their podcast. Now, I understand that if I have a thousand people launch their podcast, out of this thousand, there's going to be some Oprah's and Steve Harvey's created, and I'm going to be attached to that. Now, I even understand that a thousand is so small, but that's as big as I can see right now, honestly. But as I keep walking, I know we just eclipsed a thousand. We got to go to 10,000 and we got to go to a hundred thousand podcasts created. And I want, I want I, it's not about me being a great I just want to be attached to the greats. I want to be a part of every successful person's story, whether they are the host of the show and they go on and make multiple, multiple, multiple millions, or they were inspired by a show that came from my podcast tree and they were inspired by that and they became super successful. What I understand is that if I have a big enough mission, the money will come. If I have the idea that's big enough, the money will come. I don't know if Jeff Bezos ever calculated billions. He just probably just saw it real big. I don't know what that mm -hmm. looks like. I don't know what my, what my spread is going to be on someone like me starting an Amazon store and I make some money in the cut. He didn't see all that. I don't know if Steve Jobs saw what the world that the world when he first started you think steve jobs saw that the whole world would be like everybody would would fight over his products and defend his products i don't know if he i don't know if he saw it that big in terms of i don't well i, I maybe he saw that but i don't know if he saw billion dollar valuation 
it was a yeah at the end of the pot the um steve job movie my man looked at a computer and looked at speakers and said i wonder if we could put the speakers in the screen and then the screen speaks remember y'all remember i don't know if y'all remember brand you might remember because me and you <laughs> It was a box. It was a box and then a keyboard and then speakers hung outside. You had to connect the speakers on the outside of the computer if you wanted to hear what the computer was saying. I know some of you young, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't remember that. Steve looks at it and says, yo, why can't we put the speakers in the screen and just have the screen? It didn't have speakers. Why can't we do that? It is see something so big. All right, so let me let me get to my notes. Listen, success is the total number, the the total sum of the problems you solve. I believe, I believe, success is the total sum of the amount of problems you solve. Listen, let's take this note: little problem, little success. Big problems, big success. Little problems. Little success, big problems, big success. <sighs> Some of us are so hung up on solving little problems. And we're frustrated at the little success. But it's all being rooted from the size of these little problems. The, the, the problems are so small that we're solving. The they're so small. Yo, so look, when I started my t-shirt company, it wasn't about, okay, initially I'm seeing there's a problem. I don't have any money and I need to make some money. Problem. There's some things that I want that I can't get right now working at the Cheesecake Factory. So I start calculating $25 at a time. I can sell t-shirts $25 at a time. And I had little success, marginal success. I'm out there busting my butt to sell these $2 wristbands and $25 t-shirts, which nobody was really giving me $25. Everybody wanted to give me 20. And the way they would get me is like, yo, let me get one for 20, man. I'm like, all right, I'll do one for 20. And once I commit to that, they say, okay, how much for two of them? <laughs> they knew they wanted to, but because I was just trying to make a buck, they could feel that. Small problem, little problem, little success. I mean, I had, I had this little problem where I just want to make some more money. You know when the tables turn for me in my business? The tables turn when the problem changed. I got so passionate about the problem of like entrepreneurship and people living in their passion. Global entrepreneur, I, I saw that there is a problem. I see it creeping. This is 2010. It wasn't, it wasn't like all the way just cool to be a, or popular to be an entrepreneur. It wasn't like that in 2010 when I started. But I just feel something. I'm like, yo, there are people who they're frustrated at the advancement of their jobs. They're not getting the advancement that they want during their, on, you know, on their job. There's these people that just keep talking about these ideas, but not brave enough to do it. And I wanted to set people free. So my message 
of sleep is for suckers in my t-shirt brand, it wasn't about, yo, buy this shirt. It's a cool shirt. I stopped talking about how it matches your sneakers. And I started going internal because I know you're having a problem with motivation and inspiration. And one of the biggest problems is you sleep all day. And sleeping in a bed, one, but sleeping on yourself, too. So I'm going in. I, the problem is so huge. There's millions of people around the world who want to go from their job to their dream. I can do that. I can affect that. I can get people to stop sleeping. Then it became a global problem. And once I saw it bigger, I stopped taking $15 for T-shirts. Because now I see this as the, 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 the answer to your question, the answer to your prayers. Why would I sell the answer to your prayers for 15 bucks? I need the whole 25. I still did two for 40 though. You know what I mean? Two for 40 is just a good number. <laughs> but I just, I just started seeing it bigger than, let me just sell a T-shirt. So I outlined the problems that I saw. So check this out. I got some, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Um, I think the problem is you want to solve, you want to pay your rent. And uh, it's just not a big problem to solve. So do me a favor in the chat, in the chat, in the chat, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, what's the problem that you solve? What is the problem that you solve? What is the problem that you solve? Throw it in the chat, throw it in the chat, throw it in the chat, throw it in the chat. What is the problem that you solve? What is the problem that you solve? Throw it in the chat real quick. I want you to think through this. What is the problem that you solve? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Throw it in the chat, throw it in the chat. I just want to know what the problem is you solve. Help people turn thoughts into books. Isn't that needed? Help people establish effective habits. But that's that's what you do. That That's not a problem that you solve. Right now, the world needs more voices. And I know no matter how articulate someone is, there are going to be a group of people who don't resonate with that super articulate person. The world needs more voices. The world is hurting right now. And we need somebody to connect with. Listen, we're in a social media world where we don't know what's real and what's fake. And we can only see what we see. Everything is edited. How many people, when you post on Instagram a picture, you automatically swipe left and do Valencia? <laughs> How many people? What's your favorite filter? What's your favorite filter? Like automatically. You don't use no filters. <laughs> the pet look, that Paris joy hit, don't it? <laughs> Everything's edited. But, yo, people need something real. They want an unedited conversation because on Instagram, we can take a clip out of it and it's like, yo, this person's amazing. But, like, people need a long dialogue to just hear and feel this person on a regular basis and consume. And they feel like, yo, I'm not alone. This is a problem that the world is having. Podcasting is solving a problem. There's some people that are so, like, there's so much bottled up. There's so much bottled up because there's only so much you can say in 140 characters on Twitter. or There's only so much you can say in a caption. There's, almost, there's only so much you can say in a quote. I'm setting people free. 
I'm mission driven in this podcasting thing. This is not selling you on the launch a podcast challenge. However, even though somebody's probably going to put it in the chat for you to join the launch a podcast challenge. However, big problems. Big problems. Okay. All right. Listen, here's, a, here's another one because I only got um, eight minutes. Stop engaging in small-minded activities. Stop engaging in small-minded activities, things that don't require you to think. Stop engaging in small-minded activities, which are things that don't require you to think. What are some things that don't require you to think? Scrolling on Instagram. It doesn't require a bunch of thought. Sit down, watch TV. It does not require you to think. Going to the club does not require you to think. It just requires you to be. That's cool. Some of you sit down and you, you just sit there and smoke hookah. It doesn't require much thought unless you're trying to figure out what flavor you're going to smoke hookah or you're going to like blend flavors. Now, that used to be a problem for me. I'm trying to figure out what like flavors I'm going to mix and match. It's not... We got we, we to gotta limit these small-minded activities because some things just don't require you to think. And if we, know, if we don't think, we'll never think. If we're not prompted to think. I read this book. It's called... Um, hold on. Oh, hold on. Now, I, I didn't read the whole thing, but it's a really good book. The Art of Strategy. It's a game theorist guide to success in business and life. And they got all these mental games. It's like, it's called game theory. Where um, just, it's a long book. It's a really long book. And I, would, I wouldn't dare do that to y'all. Because <laughs> this, be, this would be the only book we read for the rest of the year. So I ain't going to do that to y'all. And I didn't get through it. However, the... The, the book requires you to think because it's these mental games that are being played. And you got to like really put your mind on it. This is the kind of stuff that stimulates our thinking. Stimulate our, our thoughts. Okay. All right, cool. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at on time? Okay. All right. We've got um, a few more minutes. Next, next, next. Solve problems that force you to think. Solve problems that force you to think. Solve problems that force you to think. But here's the, here's the key. Don't stop at frustration. We are in a, in a world where if, if, we're start, if we begin to solve a problem that requires us to think, what happens is our brains get fatigued and we stop. I want you to remember this and I want you to like hear my voice when you're in front of a problem that you, it's just so, it's so mentally taxing. I want you to remember it's working. <laughs> it's working. If you don't get so frustrated that you need a break and you want to stop, that means it's not working. Easily solvable problems will keep you from thinking big because you're just not used to your brain working like that. 
Because what I'm hoping you get addicted to is problem, stress, stress. It's not working. Ah, we have a breakthrough. It works. Oh, crap. And then you, you approach it again. You approach something else. Problem, frustration. You remember, oh, well, if I'm frustrated, this is probably working. Then you have a breakthrough. Bang, it works. And I hope you get addicted to that because what's going to happen is you're going to find bigger problems to solve, bigger frustrations, because the, the things that were big frustrations, they're simple to you now. You know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's like, a th imagine a third grader. There's like certain problems that a third grader is like frustrated on. They're just, they're over it. This whole third grade thing. Like the, the problems are so hard. And then you learn it. And then what happens is once you get good at it, you go to another grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. But what happens is once we find some problems that are comfortable for us to solve, we stay in the third grade, 30 years old. I'm only solving the problems that I know how to solve that doesn't require much thought or frustration or pressure for me. Imagine that. Imagine an 18-year-old saying, nope, I'm not going to fourth grade. Third's good for me. I own this third grade stuff. Anybody ever been at a job for a long period of time? You get there, you're frustrated, you're trying to figure it out, you're trying to make it right, and then you get your groove going and you figure out the job and then it becomes mundane. And then next thing you know, you've been there for 40 years. Next thing you know. <laughs> you know, like some people like, um, yeah, man, I met this person. We started talking. Next thing you know, I got three kids. Like, hold on. There was some stuff in there. There was some stuff in there. But because the time went so fast with no challenges. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let me give you some hacks real quick. Let me give you, let me give you some, uh, some homework. Let me give you some homework, okay? Y'all ready for the homework? Uh, all right, let me uh, get off Instagram Live because they ain't, they ain't in the morning meet up. <laughs> all right, cool. Leave video. All right, cool. Number one, I want you to write down the problem you solve. Write down the problem you solve. Write down the problem that you solve. I got to go. I got a doctor's appointment. I want you to write down the problem that you solve. Number two, number two, how big is the problem? Just evaluate. How big is the problem? Write down the problem. Then I want you to evaluate. How big is the problem that you solve? Number three, can you be the global leader or the global solver of this problem? Is there a way that you can be a global leader or a global solver of this problem? I just want you to ask yourself the questions. I just want you to ask yourself the questions and give it a little exercise, okay? Lastly, how many people will you need to employ to solve it? How many who's? Y'all thought I forgot about who not how, right? How many who's do you need to solve this global problem? Who do you need? Who do you need? I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find the, the CEO of like YouTube and like, like these podcast distributions, like Anchor, like the, the CEO or the president of Anchor. You find that person because there's a, there's a global problem that I want to solve. I can't do it myself. Uh, me and Jen can't do it. You know what I mean? Like me and Jen could do a lot together, right? But there's certain things that me and Jen, I'm talking about me and Jen could take on half the world. But the, for the other half, we're going to need some help. <laughs> we're going to need some help, man. All right, so look, man.
Number one, write down the problem you solve. Number two, evaluate how big the problem is. Number three, um, ask yourself, can you be the global leader? Can you put this problem on your back and set the people free? Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and some of these greats, Harriet Tubman, uh, 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 Sojourner Truth, uh, 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 W.E.B. Du Bois, um, 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 W.E. Gurley, um, 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 uh, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, these people put a problem on their back and say, yo, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. I got it, y'all. Y'all can chill. Listen, y'all relax. I got this. Okay. I'm putting the problem on my back and then they become great. Long after they're gone, we're still talking about how they went straight at the problem, a big problem. Rosa said, listen, I got it. There's there's discrimination here. I got it. Don't worry about it. Who am I going to need? Who am I going to need? Rosa says, oh, oh, I know this preacher in Atlanta. I need that. Come on, let's rock. Okay. I think Malcolm saw it. I think Malcolm saw it because at the end of his life, he was like, oh, my who? I need Martin. I know I've been talking bad about you, bro, but what's up? Let's collab. Let's collab. Well, today, we're going to talk about getting out of your backyard, okay? We're going to talk about getting back out of your backyard. Let me, first off, I think it's two backyards. One is mental and one is physical. And we'll talk through both of them, right? Being in the backyard of your own mind. Let me tell, let me tell you, show you how you all see this real quick. Okay, let me go to my, <laughs> you know, I got this board. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal let me use it okay let me show you here hold on this is the coolest thing you can do this right so this is your, this can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah, you good. This is your world, right? See how big that is? Like there's so much going on here. It's you. And hold on, no, no, I gotta uh, erase that. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, this is so cool too. Let me show you this. <laughs> uh okay. So it's in your backyard, it's you and your friends and your experiences, experiences, right? Uh, watch this. <laughs> Dave, can you use a new color though? A different color for us a little bit more contrast? All right, so here's the thing. I don't know how to erase this. And I don't, okay, hold on, give me a second. Oh, okay, I mean, you know, go ahead, cook. All right, all right, let me, let me get back to it. Okay, so this is, this is your world, this is your box. You see that? You see the box? That's your box. And in your box, you have you and your friends and your experiences. You can't see the orange, Jose? You don't see the orange? I like orange. Orange is my brand colors. Um, it's a little light. You know what? Just for y'all. Man, but we looking on our phone. <laughs> Most Okay. Okay. You and your friends. This is all in your backyard. Okay. You, your in your world, right? And your experiences, experiences, and what you know to be true. 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 Right? And this is big. Like look how it covers the whole board. But let me show you something. Here's what, like, here's reality. So because in your world, your world is so big and all this stuff is super important to you and 
you've known it all your life. The world is this big. The world is this big. So what we have to do, we have to get out of this backyard and start entering into the world. Let me let me get back to let me get back to the screen. We say in our in our box, in our little box, our little world, we lit. We are popping. And because like we're so consumed with what we know, it's hard to get out of the way that we think. So one, I just want to talk about the mental side of getting out of your backyard, okay? So one, we got to stop the small town thinking. Here's, cra- here's what's crazy. Some of you live in a big city, but you still have small town city thinking because in a big city like Atlanta, you also have like, you got Decatur, right? Or Stone Mountain, or um, you got East Point. And East Point is a small city in Atlanta. Even though it's by the airport, if you hang out in East Point, you will see that they're thinking, not everybody, but you can go to these certain areas and they've never left East Point. There's a lot of people that live at East Point that have never been to Buckhead. There's a bunch of people in, let's say, Philadelphia is a big city, a big city, not super big, but some people never, ever leave their area of the city, of the big city. So you can live in a big city and still have small town thinking because your brain doesn't move past your community and all the stuff that you know to be true in your community. So we got to stop the small town thinking, saying stuff like everybody knows what I do. In your business, you might have a, and I, I was guilty of this, and I have a t-shirt line, and one of my one of my mentors was like, yo, you need to sell more shirts. And I say stuff like, man, I'm trying, man. Everybody already knows what I'm doing. It's just my people don't support. They're not supporting. At this point, I had sold like a hundred shirts. <laughs> And in my mind, the hunt, I've exhausted my whole market because I sold the hundred. And I say stuff like, man, everybody already bought them. <laughs> everybody? The hundred? The hundred? I was talking to somebody the other day. This was like maybe a few months ago. And they're like, man, I'm, I'm, I got to rebrand myself, man. Like everybody knows what I do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard reaching people. And I said, well, how many items have you sold? He said, like, total? I was like, yeah, like, all together, like, since you started. He's like, well, I mean, all together, I probably sold, like, I mean, like, 40 shirts. And now everybody everybody knows what you do, and now nobody supports? You already sold 40. So we got to get out of this small town thinking. We ha- Listen, everyone doesn't know you. Actually, nobody knows you. Here's what I understand about this world. I have a podcast. The entrepreneurship category, I think the highest we reach is like number five in the country. 
And then, like, I think the highest on the business was, like, number 25 in the country. There's still people on this call right now who probably don't know that I have a podcast. Believe it or not. Believe, believe it or not, there's there, – okay, let me just test it. Let me just test it. Is there anybody here that have never listened to my podcast? And this is all news to you. Like, oh, you got a podcast? I'm going to check it out. Anybody? Anybody on this call? Anyone on this call? That's how you found me, yes. I always listen to the podcast. I know you have a podcast. I've not listened yet. Yep, it's impossible. Love the podcast. Hold on. Aisha, all right, Aisha, you know. <laughs> Why? Just finding out. Only YouTube. You didn't even know how to like a Okay, I see it on YouTube. I don't know you have a podcast that I can listen to. And there's the people, there's people in this community, this circle. So I'm I'm trying to tell you, nobody knows you. Nobody knows you. And once we identify that, it helps us get out of our backyard because we know that nobody knows us. And there's always time to grow. So check this out. Um, in small town thinking, good is based off good where you're from. Okay. Small town thinking, good, good is based off good where you're from. I believe it, I thought good was $10 an hour. I thought really good was $16 an hour. I thought wealth was $25 an hour where I'm from. I thought wealth, oh gosh, $100,000? It's good based on good where I'm from. But then I got into a different environment where the floor is six figures. The floor. Now, some of you probably still can't believe that because you're thinking, I don't care what you say, six figures is good anywhere. Well, it kind of depends. It kind of depends whose backyard you're in. But in your backyard, you're willing to settle. Listen, in a backyard, there's a fence. There's a fence that squares off the backyard, right? And what's happening is you, like you're going to the fence, but then the fence is so high and you try to climb over the fence and you can't and you shrink back to the middle of your backyard and start playing with the stuff in your backyard and say, hey, this backyard ain't that bad. You've had this backyard your whole life. This backyard is not that bad. So you enjoy your backyard or you'll climb up on the fence and see outside. And in our mind, we think outside of the fence is dangerous. That's why we have a fence to keep out the bad stuff. But the fence is actually keeping you in. We see other people. We see over our backyard. We, on the internet, we can see over the fence. 
but you don't necessarily want to get over the fence because you're so afraid of what might happen. How can I get back in? I don't know if you know, like the fences on one side, it's like the little rails that you can climb up. But if you get over, you can't get back over. And some of you need to get off the fence and not some of you need to just move to another city. Anyway, listen, number two, stop posting for the people who already follow you. Stop posting social media stuff. Stop posting for the people who already follow you. If you follow me, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't have you in mind when I'm posting. When I post it, my thought process is, if someone who isn't following me comes to my page and this is the first thing they see, will they stay and follow? Will they stay? I'm not thinking about you. Listen, believe it or not, believe it or not, when y'all start putting your, your marketing strategy together and your plan and you're about to launch a product, you probably come up with a, people, a list of people that you're going to sell to. Check this out. I don't sell to the people that I know. Not my, like my close friends and family, I'm not even considering them in support. Now, obviously, I'll tell you all what I got going on. But earlier on, I learned a hard lesson that my friends aren't obligated to support me in my business. And some of you might have a different perspective. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm just telling you my own personal experience. I had to come to the realization that my best friend is not my best friend because he got to buy all my products. My best friend is my best friend because he's my best friend. No strings attached, no obligations. He's my best friend. But I did make the mistake of trying to sell stuff to my best friend and then be mad at my best friend for not buying. And it ruins the relationship. And I didn't realize that buying everything I have to offer is not in our agreement. And our best friend contract, thats it's not in there. Now, what is in there is if there's three guys wanting to do me harm and they're going to jump me and it's me and my friend in the contract says my friend has to stand there and fight with me. <laughs> that is, that's definitely in the agreement. But buying all my little products and every time I have a new idea, it's just small town thinking because I'm relying on the friends and family to support me, not understanding that there's 8 billion people in the world. And I'm now, I'm not, I shouldn't be mad at my friend for not buying. I should be mad at myself for not being able to see how I can sell to people outside of my backyard. That's what you should really be frustrated with. So stop making posts for people who already follow Number three, because we got to expand, we got to get out of our backyard. We have to raise our zero. I've teach, I've taught on this for a little while. So if you're in the morning meetup and you've heard this before, you probably still didn't do it. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna repeat it again. Okay, you have to raise your zero. Hey, um, somebody that has raised their zero, can you explain it real real briefly? That's so funny you should say that, Dave. I was just thinking about that last night. 
So raising your zero is um, basically your money kind of expectations. And a lot of times um, we, we when we get money, we race back down to literally zero. So ten dollars. Nah, that's not zero. Five dollars. We got to get to zero. And so raising the zero is your new. My new zero is a thousand. Like anything under a thousand. I don't got it. I am at zero. And so I was literally just thinking that last night. So that's kind of what it is. Uh, making sure that you always have money and you're never literally broke. Gotcha. Anybody else that's been going through this since uh, since we did it? What was it? The 100K is only a little bit of money. Anybody do it? Anybody raise their zero from the from that call that month? Yes. Talk to me. That I've raised my zero and members in my family through that conversation. Like I used to, no money used to literally mean no money. And now for me, no money means I'm about to be hitting less than, you know, about to hit the 5K mark. And in a couple months, no money's going to be 10, 10K, like, and so on. Because I, I just, I remember being in those places and just hearing it. I couldn't unhear it. I was like, never again. Yeah. And so now my mom and my sister and my brother have all raised their zeros just from me being able to spread that light. I love it. I love it. You should get super nervous, super nervous. If you start getting, if you start approaching that thousand dollars in your account, zero is not zero. You've got to raise the zero. So that a thousand is your zero and you get, you know, how you, you, you're, you're approaching like you're approaching a, a, a low amount in your account. You ever experienced that? Like you're approaching, like you got $12 left and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be at zero soon. You should have that same feeling when you get down to $5,290 and say, oh my gosh, I am so close to zero because zero is 5,000. Imagine having a hundred and 12,000 in your account and you get nervous because you're now getting down to, I ain't got no money. Oh my gosh. I only have a hundred. I'm getting close to a hundred thousand. That process never stops. If, if we're going to get like out of our backyard and out of our small town thinking our, our how we look at numbers has to change. How we look at numbers have to change. So that is like the mental out of your backyard, okay? We got to stop thinking in our circle, in our box, in our little world. Our world is so small. The things we know to be true from our experiences probably aren't right. Or our thinking has gotten us to where we are, which isn't bad. Unless you're comfortable being there, unless you're not comfortable being there. If you're comfortable where you are, the way you think, the way you operate, it is okay. If you're okay having $5,000 as your zero, stay there. I'm not mad at that. But if you want to start living in abundance, we've got to get out of the things we think to be true. I'm always thinking that the things I know to be true probably aren't. The things I thought were so true five years ago aren't even close to being true. The things I thought about money, it just what it just wasn't it wasn't true knowing now, knowing now what I know. And I'm not so arrogant to think 
that today I'm at the top of my game because I know by next year, some of the, I'll look back at the me this year and say, yo, what was I thinking about? Because I'm constantly trying to get out of that backyard. Even though my backyard has expanded, it's still my own backyard in my own world. Okay, now, now, so that, like mental, getting out of our mental backyard. Now we got to kind of talk about our physical backyard. Write this in the chat. I'm going to leave my city. I'm going to just put it in the chat as an affirmation. I'm going to leave my city. Now, I'm not talking about you have to move from your city, but you've got to leave your city at some point. You've got to see what else is going on in the world. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I'm not super excited about traveling. Someone asked me like, yo, you know, where do you want to go? I was like, yeah, I really like the United States. I'm not going to lie to you. Believe it or not. He's like, yo, you don't want to go to Africa? No. I know y'all super woke and y'all judging me right now, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Africa. I don't necessarily want to go to Paris. I don't need to go to Rome. I don't necessarily want to go. I don't have a desire to travel like that. There's so much in the United States I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm okay. And y'all not going to, y'all, listen, y'all not going to attack me for this, okay? So I say that to say I don't have a desire to travel abroad like that. It's just not my thing. However, I do want to see what's going on in the world, though. I feel like it's an obligation to see and experience. Like when I went to Jamaica, they operate totally different. Their mindset is totally different. The way they think and move is totally different. I learned patience because in Jamaica, they walk and talk and move so slow. I'm, yo, let's get going. Let's get moving. They're like, yeah, chill out. Chill out, man. Relax, man. I'm like, bro, but we late. Like, we supposed to be at the... We're supposed to be at the little pond thing at this time. And they're, eh, it's okay. Not true, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, in, in my experience, it was like, relax. And it was a good experience for me. It was a really, really good experience for me. Because I learned about myself. I learned about the world. Not everybody's in a rush. And what's going to be there is going to be there by the time you get there. I needed it. I needed it. Okay. So we got to go somewhere else. We got to go somewhere else. And we can start by just leaving our city. Even if you're in a popping city, you need to go to another city. The way they think in LA and operate in LA is different than the way they operate in Atlanta, believe it or not. What you doing, little boy? The philosophy in New York it's different than Chicago, which is different than Houston. Go to Miami, it's different. Go to Alabama, it's different. People are different. Like they're, it's just the, the experience. You need to have the experience to know that life is bigger than your backyard. Okay? Now, physically, we're talking about geography, ge geographical backyards now, like your physical backyard. Not only do we have to leave our city, we're going to have to get out of our circles. 
This ain't like call, text, leaving group chats and stuff like that. You have to physically get in a different group of people. You have to. Higher level. I'm not saying you got to join a $30,000 mastermind. However, I do want to, I want you to be around groups of people who invest more money in themselves. Believe it, y'all, check this out. The people who know you, they don't know you. The people who know you don't, they don't know you, not the new you. There's some people that I will run into from, um, from high school or college. And because of the amount of time they've known me, they think they know me. And you don't. You knew someone else. Because I've evolved. You have no idea who this new person is. So you got to get around other people who know you. Because they know who you are right now. When I get around a new group of people, they get me. They know me more than people who've known me for 20 years. Because the people who know me for 20 years... They still remember who I was and they can't necessarily let go of who I was and accept who I am. And the people that I meet right now know exactly who I am right now because they've, this is their first impression. And I like being around people who know who I am right now. When you meet me now, you respect me this way. You can see what I need today. So we have to get out of our circles. And get other circles where people can get to know who we are today. And then they start to push that. So, for instance, if I was around somebody who I've known for 10, 15 years, and I'm going through a rough time, they might think that I need for them to let me sit in that funk. They would think, I need, I listen, I need y'all to console me and let me sit in the funk, okay? Let me cry it out. I want you to validate my feelings. And they think that's what I need, but they don't know me. Somebody I've, meet, I've met recently, let's say for instance, my man, Josh, Josh Chris, great guy, love him to death. If I'm going through a rough time, because he knows me, he knows what I need. I immediately need encouragement and I need and I need a plan moving forward because he knows me. But people who knew me don't know me. People who knew you don't know you. They don't know this new you. So you got to get in a new environment. Is this making sense? I hope this helps somebody. Number three, I need you to go to every event you can. Every event. Every event that you qualify to go for, every event that you can make, I need you to go. If it's going to uplift you. So I'm, I'm thinking, I want to go everywhere. I want to go to every event. Funnel Hackers Live, I want to go to, obviously I was at Invest Fest, but if I wasn't there, I'd have been there. If I wasn't on stage, I'd have been there for sure. Every event that I can go to, I want to go. So you got to get out, you got to stop, stop, hope. yo, let's say for instance, there's tickets to an event, it's $300. Let's say the ticket, or let's just say that we'll go higher. Ticket to an event is $1,000. And it's going to cost you $400 to fly back and forth. Let's say $500 for nice round numbers. 
Hotel room is going to be another 500. That's 2000. You're going to spend maybe $200 on food. I'm overshooting it. Okay. That's 2200. Some of you will calculate the 2200. It won't go because you value the $2,200 more than you value the experience. And you have no idea what experience is going to change your life. Probably. You don't know which one. You have no idea which experience. You can't afford to miss an experience that can change your life, but you're valuing the money, that $2,200, you value that more than life change. And that is a, that, that is a twisted way of thinking. So if you can go to an event, um, some sort of uh, conference or something, you need to go. Okay. So just everybody just comment. I will go to the next event that I can go to. <laughs> I will go to the next event that I can go to. It's life. There's power in these events, man. I will go just comment in the chats. I will go to the next event that I can go to. I will go to the next event that I can go to. Good, good. All right. All right. Next. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're coming to a close. Schedule a vacation. Schedule a vacation. <sighs> Not work, vacation. Now, so for some of us, work is a lifestyle. And... And I'm not saying don't do any work on vacation, but you need to go on vacation. And here's why I say this with the work thing. When you get into a different environment and a different scenery, you have different thoughts. Anybody ever experienced that? You came up with the game-changing thought. Just because you're out of your normal environment, you're somewhere else thinking. Every book, well, I only, had, I only had two books, but both books that I wrote, I finished them on vacation. I wrote them on vacation because different environments breed different thoughts. So I need you to schedule something. One vacation a year, maybe. Two. We got to do something. And you might be in a situation where you can't go. Like you don't have that much. You, you just don't financially have the money to go on vacation. Well, go to you, go to like downtown where you live, get the most expensive hotel that you can afford on a balcony with a view. Go there for a day. But you got to get out of you got to get out of the environment that's producing the thoughts that you have right now. Because it's going to be very difficult for you to expand when you're not physically in a different environment. So I'm asking everybody to plan something, to get a fresh new thought, a fresh idea. Okay. Um, uh, lastly, strive to have an expensive experience. Okay. I want you all to strive to have an expensive experience. Okay. How many people just put it in a chat? You've never ridden first class. You never had, you've never been on a plane and sat in first class. Never. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Let that be a goal. 
I need you to like feel what it takes. I, I need you to taste what it's like to lit to have an expensive experience. Yo, Neil told me this was crazy. So I, I was supposed to go to uh Saloon, but I actually got scared of COVID because the rates was crazy in Mexico. And I didn't go, right? But um he said, have you ridden on a private plane before? I said, no. He said, bet, I'm about to get a private plane and we all going to fly out there. I said, okay, cool. Let me know the details. Bet. He said, but you got to be careful, David. He said, because once you ride on a private jet, commercial is never going to be good enough. Even first class flights, it's just not. He said, yo, you're going to get addicted which I believe is a really good thing. If you get addicted to expensive experiences, it will drive you because you have a new standard of life. I don't eat McDonald's. I'm not saying anything's wrong with McDonald's, but I just don't believe it's real food. Um, it's like, I just can't get into it. But I very rarely eat fast food, not because anything's wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe, but I've, I've been exposed to something different. I'm going to a restaurant and I'll pick that up to go. Only because it's starting, it's starting to be somewhat of a lifestyle. And to uphold that lifestyle, I got to keep building. If I want to keep this lifestyle that I have, I must keep working, but because, because you have not even had an expensive experience, you have nothing to get addicted to. The things that you experience now are okay. You're 100% okay ordering food from the right side of the menu. On the left is the food description. On the right is the price. And you base what you're going to eat off of the price. And you're okay with that. You're comfortable with that. But it's because you haven't had an expensive experience. I want us to strive to have an expensive experience. When you go on vacation, I want you to pick the hotel not based off the bargain, but off the reviews. Pick the hotel based on what everyone is raving about. Irregardless of the price. Now, you might have to work, 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 save up a bunch of money, and that's what you go. But I need you, like, whatever the plan is, it doesn't have to be today, but we have to strive for an expensive experience. 